On today's show, it's a huge week for initial public offerings. For those of you new to our Let's Make Every Financial Term an Obscure Thing game, we call initial public offerings IPOs. Should you invest in IPOs? What does IPO even mean? Today, we're talking DoorDash, Airbnb, and more with the host of the So Money podcast, Farnoosh Tarabi, on today's Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement in Texarkana, Texas, where we're working on mom's house. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. I'm Farnoosh Tarabi, host of So Money. Coming to you from... Montclair, New Jersey, y'all. Fantastic. This is the podcast where Farnoosh and I are going to cover a recent story ripped from the financial press. Today, we're tackling one all about companies in the news. Not only do we read over them like some podcasts, we're going to dive into how this affects your wallet and what you can do to invest more effectively. That's not enough. Farnoosh and I are going to share a big idea at the end of the show that you can take with you to be better with money. We'll do that in about 20 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by NordPass. We lock passwords. You hold the keys. Store passwords in a single place. Log into your favorite websites and apps with just one click. With NordPass, access your login credentials on any device, even when you're offline. Download it for free and get the free trial at nordpass.com forward slash MWF. That's nordpass.com forward slash MWF. Farnoosh is with us today. Happy, well, when this goes out live on audio, happy Thursday. Thanks. And I, I know- the Thursdays are my favorite day of the week, by thurs, the way. Thursday is? Before, of course, Saturday, Sunday, Friday. Well, it's like my fourth favorite day of the week. My, <laughs> my, mine's the favorite because if I make it to Thursday happy hour, I know that Friday is just like going to- the weekend has started. Well, in college, we had like a lot of- us didn't have class Friday mornings. So Thursday night, or even, you know, you try to get it. So you're, you didn't have class on Fridays at all. That was and a big Thursday key. Thursday night was just basically our, your four day weekend starting. Do you still, because I do, I get upset. Like I'm okay with working Friday afternoon, you know, doing what I want to do. But if somebody schedules a meeting for Friday afternoon, I'm, I'm not unhappy. I am upset. Yeah. I am sad for that person who did that. <laughs> Who thought that was okay? What kind of life are you okay living? Right. Well, today we're going to talk about two companies in the news. DoorDash yesterday had their IPO, Airbnb on tap today. What's an IPO? Should you get involved in the hype? Man, lots of headlines around this. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick this off. This is Julian from Rich and Regular. Just when you thought it couldn't get better, it's time for our headlines. All right. Today's piece comes to us from uh, MSN Money. It's written by Ty Kim. Welcome DoorDash and Airbnb, the $80 billion duo. The market for technology, initial public offerings, Ty writes, continues to sizzle. This month is on track to set an all-time record for money raised through U.S. IPOs, capping off what already has been a record year with companies attracting $156 billion from investors, according to data compiled by Bloomberg. Now, um, just just to pull the curtain back a little bit, DoorDash's IPO just started as we're recording this. So we're not, not going to talk about how DoorDash did. We also don't know yet what price Airbnb is going to fetch uh, when they open. But Farnoosh, I know you well enough to know you were on top of this. You were <laughs> worried about it. You've got all the family money. You're thinking about maybe selling one or both of your kids yeah. so that you can yeah. buy more DoorDash. True totally. or false? DoorDash, I mean, um, yes. How did you know that? Uh, no, uh, 
I sense the uh, sarcasm. No, you know, it's interesting. You were like, we're going to talk about Airbnb and DoorDash. And I was like, I don't understand what's going on because that's how much I follow market news. You know, of course, I, you know, I used to do this a lot in my previous life. I covered the market. I interviewed CEOs. I had a show with Jim Cramer. Like it was my job to follow stocks. And I have to say, I'm really happy that that is the past because it's nerve wracking. And also I know enough now and you know, and I think our listeners know that it's in, you know, it's, it's like, it's like following your sports, but it's not not like really like it doesn't impact your life and it's not the kind of investment news that I recommend acting on. I don't really recommend acting on any like headline, right? When it comes to your long-term financial health. Um, but it is, it is fun to watch these companies since we've kind of grown up with them. Like I remember Airbnb launching in the last recession, DoorDash is also a relatively new company. And so, uh, it's always kind of interesting to see these companies that we all use to sort of get to the next level and follow that part of the story and that narrative. But to think that, okay, what does this mean for me or how do I bank on this, I think is not the right pivot. Well, but there's a disconnect here then, right? And let's maybe work through this with people, because if you look at headlines the last few days, including our hot headline today, Farnoosh, this is, this is all anybody's talking about. So yeah. if you're saying that you're not following it and you're commenting on this stuff all the time, what's, what's the disconnect? Why are there so many headlines? Why is it so hot? Why do people love it? Why has it got over $150 billion of other people's money? If you're not paying any attention. Well, it matters. There's a trickle down effect, right? And and look, CNBC, last I checked, is like a 24 hour channel. So they need to fill up their channels. And it's newsworthy in that there is a narrative here. It's an interesting story. You know, we like to learn about companies that succeed and, and why. And, you know, Airbnb, you could have pre predicted in the pandemic would have not IPO'd, but and yet they are. So that's interesting from a sort of a, a journey story perspective, analysis, business case. Um, and so it's, it's, it's worthy of headlines, but I think the, the personal finance angle is really not there for me and, and never has been, you know, as far as like, what should I do about this? But that said, you know, these stocks, once they become stocks and, uh, DoorDash is already a stock. Airbnb will be one soon, imminently. Those will show up in our portfolios at some point within a fund, within an index fund or a mutual fund. So it's not like it's irrelevant. Um, we will passively benefit or not benefit from their growth or lack thereof. So it's it's it matters, but it's not where it's not to the extent where I'm like, okay, here's how you play this headline. Here's here's the move. Here's the stock play. Of course. There are people who do that. I'm not one of those people. I don't, I don't, you know, prescribe to that sort of advice. I think that's, you know, I'm just actually writing a piece about Robin Hood and I recently bought my favorite topic stock, but I'm like, look, I'm not a stock picker. I bought the stock while in the party city store. I was inhaling helium. I did it. And, um, you know, I made some money, but it's, this is not my retirement portfolio. This is literally money that I was ready to flush down the toilet because that's what I think of when I think of stock picking. It's like, you have to take that risk. If you lose the money, shame on you. There's, there, there's, uh, th so there's no truth to the rumor that you bought party city while high on helium. What? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we, well, well, okay. Let me ask you, let, let me ask you this, which is if somebody wants to get in on these Farnoosh and they want to, and they go, you know what? I can finally invest in Airbnb or I can finally invest. I can put some money. I like these companies. I want to get in. How do you recommend them people do that? Or do you tell them to wait? No, I mean, look, I, yeah, uh, I think that, you could wait or you could not. It's really, it's not about the timing for me. It's about the how you do it in, in terms of like, okay, if you're going to buy Airbnb, whether you buy the whole share or a bunch of shares or now you can do stock slices. Uh, I know Charles Schwab is offering stock slices. Robinhood, you can also buy a fraction of a stock if it's really expensive, but you want to feel like you're riding along um, that journey. Uh, but I would say, diversify it. So don't just pick one stock, but maybe if you've got a budget of a few thousand dollars or a few hundred dollars that you're jam packing that with as many different types of stocks as possible, that diversification helps in terms of just your risk exposure and your potential for high volatility. So I remember I wrote a book about, you know, managing your money in your twenties. Millennials are really hot on investing right now. Robinhood has definitely cornered that market. The pandemic has made us really bored and interested in investing. And um, it's become a, f a lot more accessible. You can do it for free, no commission, all the things. Um, so I have to recognize that, right? It can't be like ignoring, you know, all those millions of people that are doing this. So if you're doing it, take this advice, do it with a diversified approach, Combine the Airbnb with the DoorDash with the, like eight other stocks or parts of stocks and create your own fund more or less. Um, but at the same time, recognize that these types of picks that you're buying usually in a uh, taxable account, right? It's not as beneficial, say, as like a Roth IRA or a 401k where you're getting some tax provisions, you're getting diversification, you're getting auto rebalancing in some cases. You're not getting all any of that when you're just hand cherry picking these, these stocks on your own. And, you know, it, it is what it is. It, is it so it is what it is. Just, but just be, if you're going to try to be a little bit smarter about it, diversify. Don't trade every day, buy and hold, follow them. And, um, you know, like a sports team. And I, my brother bought Party City. And for us, we like sort of joke about it on text. Like we're totally retiring, you know, on the Party City stock, man, dude. It's $5 now. We bought it at $1.80. How smart are we? How come you didn't put everything in it? Well. Refinance the is... house, back up the truck. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I'm selling my plasma as we speak to just invest to, more in Party just City. To throw it into your Robinhood account All and buy it. more. Yes. I'm getting, making Robinhood very rich by the end of the week. You know, some misconceptions for Anoush when I was a financial planner and people would come to me and ask, hey, I want to get in on this. A couple that I'd warn people about are number one, when people hear about day one, right? So by the time this goes live, there's a good chance that DoorDash. It started at X price and is already up a ton, you know, a ton yeah. is the technical term. And so the media is going to report that number and people are going to go, Oh, I could have had that. All I had to do was get in on day one. The bad news is, is unless you're an insider that had the shares ahead of time, if you look at how these things work, most of that 
that gain happens even before the open. There's just so much pressure. So by the time my clients, my retail clients could get any of that, if, if they wouldn't take my advice and said, yeah, let's do it anyway. Cause I was like you, like, you know what, let's just let the fund manager buy it. Let the, I, let the uh, index buy it. Let's, let's not play this game. But if they still wanted to buy some and we did, we never got that return. And I remember people, even at, even after I would explain it to them, you would hear, it was like me with my mom, Farnoosh. You know, mm-hmm. my mom would always say that all I heard was the peanuts teacher, the wah, 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 wah. Yeah. I felt like I'd say, well, you know what? You're not going to get that price. And my client would go like this, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And they go, well, let's go buy some. And then the next day we're on the phone and they go, yeah. how come I didn't make, how, why is the newspaper reporting that all these people are making all this big money and I didn't make any? I totally made none. And I said, well, I explained that to you yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have what's called recency bias. We look at how the stock performed on day one, and that's all we remember. And that's all we're sticking to that. We're sticking to that headline. Yeah. And we, we presume that that is a missed opportunity and forever a missed opportunity, not realizing that a stock has permission to go up one day and down the next. Oh, no and way. No yeah. way. Did you? Did you catch that? <laughs> Write that down. That's the big, big takeaway. I've got a great question here from uh, 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 Pinto hanging out with us today. Are IPOs the same as stock shares? This is an IPO Pinto is the first time that the average investor who's not an insider can get it. So the shares have existed, but they're private. An yeah. IPO, an initial public offering is the first time people like you and Farnoosh and I can buy the stock. So that's, that's what an IPO is. Other problem I have with IPOs, is that, you know, if, you, if you're going to invest in individual stocks, which I totally agree with you, most of us don't want to play that game. But if you are going to play that game, I prefer myself to deal with a company. There's tons of companies that already have quarters and quarters and years and years of data that I can right. go look at. Because once a company's public, to Pinto's point, nothing's going to change for this company, Pinto, is from now on, DoorDash and uh, and an Airbnb, every quarter going to have to tell everybody what's up, right? They're an open book. And now I can go and I can look at all that data. With, with DoorDash and Airbnb up until this point, Farnoosh, they, they really didn't have to tell us anything. I recently had a guest on my podcast, Dr. Hans. He's the investing tutor and he's dedicated his entire career. He's a self-studied, self-learned investor. He studied pharmaceuticals and pivoted to investing because he was so enamored by the whole um, like world of investing. And he said to me when I was talking about my party city stock, he was like, I was like, I'm, I did, I did, I did right. Right. I, I, I like, I made money with this stock. What do you think? And he's like, all right, well, maybe you just got lucky, but let me ask you this, or, or let me tell you this, when you're investing in any one particular stock, you have to answer a couple of questions. I don't remember all the questions, but one of them was, do you see this company having a strong future? You know, and he's like, what do you think of Party City? Like, does it have a strong future? Like, is there any, do you have any signs already that show that there's growth, that there's, you know, expansion, that there's evolve, evol- an evolution to the company? And I was like, um, they sell balloons. I have no idea. I think maybe <laughs> an acquisition is in its future, but the web experience is crap. The store experience is not fun, but it's like a necessity. Like everybody needs balloons and you can usually don't, you know, like you can't order balloons online with helium in them. Like you have to go to a store to get that or buy the tank. And so 
I think like right now it's hitting a moment. It's, it's solving a problem that we have now, but forever, I don't know. And um, I didn't think it through. Okay. I was, like I said, I was in line at the store. I saw a ton of people. I got a little speculative and I just, I saw the stock was a dollar 80. I was like, how much lower could it go? It did. And then it went up again, right? Now it's at like $5 and 30 cents a share. But you have to ask that question. Do you think that DoorDash has a future? Do you think that Airbnb has a future? Well, and I also remember hearing some of these, uh, you know, people that do stocks uh, all day, every day. And they talk about what you did as pulling the trigger when you were still at the top of the funnel. You know, the first thing is to go, hey, Party City, I really like this. This, this seems like a great idea. And then dig into all of the, you know, where have they been? Right. What are they doing? Right. Like, and I looked it up and I saw that, well, one, the stock price was so low. That was also, that was attractive. Two, I had just seen that they had, some investor had come and basically eliminated all their debt. So their, their balance sheet was in a much better place. And, um, I just thought, you know, well, okay, they're hitting the ground running in 2020. They're busy. They're relevant. They have no debt. Here we go. You know, they had, they had reached like $7 the year before. So there was like potential for growth. Um, you know, I'm not betting the farm on it, but it was, it was, I did a little bit of digging and, you know, this is my first time really investing in a stock and that I'm actually following it and talking about it. I've never really done this. That's interesting. One of my first individuals, in one of my first individual stocks was uh, Eli <laughs> Lilly. And the reason I invested in them was kind of the opposite of what you did, which is that they had just announced some horrible news, like some absolutely horrible news. They had a drug that didn't meet the standard. And so the, the, the stock went down maybe to 25 or 30%. This was a long time ago. And, and I had the opposite thought Farnoosh, which is that they're not going to go out of business. They, the, 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 outside of this drug, they're still making money hand over fist on all these other drugs. So once we get out of this crappy moment, if it just goes back to doing business the way they used to, I will make some good money. And sure enough, in, in nine yeah. months, I, I sold out because I don't like buying many individual stocks and I've made a nice big, big profit. The other, the other horrible thing, it seems like I like to invest on misery, which is maybe says something about my psychology, but when there was the awful, awful, um, uh, 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 typhoons and the huge, um, issues that hit the Indian ocean and all those people passed away from these monster waves. I don't know if you remember that the, um, the Singapore stock exchange went down along with the entire Pacific rim and Singapore is sheltered by a bunch of barrier islands. It was not hit like everybody else was. So this big shipping center wasn't hit. I do not like, by the way, just to be clear, I don't like investing on people's misery. I do like investing on people's stupidity, thinking this is a good time to sell your stocks, yeah. which is, which is what happened. So I wanted to invest in the region. My goal was not to take advantage of people dying. My goal was to take advantage of moron selling during this whole thing. And, um, mm -hmm. and, and, and same thing, investing in Singapore in the Singapore stock exchange, which sounds so exotic, but it really how did, how's, it, how's it going? Uh, it, uh, it went very well. I mean, this was a long time ago and I only yeah. held it for six months again. Um, cause so I don't like taxes on that, like playing, a, a pretty big tax bite. On yeah. That, but right? you don't let the tax w wag the dog. Right. I mean, I would rather have Bill Gates tax bill than mine. So if I can have Bill Gates tax bill, 
let's do it. So yeah. 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 If it's a, if it's a big enough chunk. Yeah. And if you think, you know, I, I, my husband's like, you need to sell that party city. It's at $5 now. And I'm like, but I've only had it for, you know, five months. I'm going to pay like basically all my income tax on that. And then it's like no fun, but that, but that is a good, I'm not living off this money. So I'm just going to see what happens. Like in Dr. Hans, my investing tutor friend, I emailed him. I was like, I should hold on to this, right? Just because the taxes are going to be really painful. He's like, yeah, just hold on to it for at least a year. And you're going to go down and, you know, then you would just pay capital gains and. Or just hold it forever. Just live, or forever. Live off a of party city. Listen, You'll be the party furniture. I'm going to buy a house in Hawaii on this stock. I'm going to have a party on this stock. Let me tell you. You'll be furnished the party city my magnet. my daughter's 16 or something. And, and just, well, you should get free balloons. You should walk in and say, do you know who I am? I own this place. I've, I made you guys. Okay. <laughs> I talked about you so much on my podcast and on money with friends. I was, hello. Hello. I at least should get a free helium People tank. Are, I, I would think so. In just a second, uh, you're going to get Farnoosh's very free takeaway from what we talked about today. But first want to say a big thanks to people who used our link when they went to NordPass. You know, having a password manager was not something I liked at first. I thought that was a... Um, just seemed kind of dumb. I'm like, Hey, if I come up with two or three good passwords and then for news, they make you change your passwords every six months. And then I forget what the new password was. And then I'm resetting my passwords all the time. And then Cheryl's mad at me because she's like, why are you messing with our passwords all the time? And I'm telling her that I'm not guess what NordPass did. We remember one password NordPass comes up with a bunch of passwords that I don't know. I don't know any of my passwords and I, these passwords are passwords I would have never come up with in a million years. And Cheryl, all she has to do and all I have to do, log into NordPass, click the link, all of a sudden in one click, I've got all my passwords and I'm much more secure than I used to be. Beautiful. Super, super stuff. Head to NordPass.com forward slash MWF. And now you can unwrap your NordPass Christmas discount. You spin their discount wheel to see what yours will be if you go to nordpass.com forward slash MWF. That's fun. Not as fun as getting a podcast for free. You're welcome, people, that we're doing this for nothing. But Farnoosh, as the icing on the cake, the wrapping on this present that's today's episode, what's our takeaway today? The takeaway, I think, is IPO news is interesting. It's interesting insofar as you can learn about these companies' journeys, tells you a lot about what makes a company successful and the, you know, the ups and downs. Um, There's excitement. It's, you know, people's jobs also, you know, that they're going to be able to ride this and, you know, maybe earn some cash in on some of their stock, those who work there. Uh, But as 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 a personal finance story as far as like what to do on this news within my portfolio, or I think that's taking it too far. You know, I don't think that this is the type of headline that you make money moves on personally. I, um, you know, understand that people are interested in investing in stocks, uh, but IPOs are typically very volatile in their first year. And IPOs, again, are companies that are, um, releasing their shares to the public for the first time. And yeah, the first day they'll pop probably, but you know, like any stock, it's going to go up and down and around. And it is, uh, you know, you'll look back and you see how these stocks perform and, you know, maybe you feel like you missed out on the first day, missed out, but the general public usually can't invest on that first day. It usually goes to, um, 
you know, I don't know, institutional investors or, uh, Tiger Woods, you know, like you hear about those people who got in on Facebook and, you know, it's like, you can't get in on Facebook. Yeah, Sorry. You got to get in ahead of time. You're not popular enough. You're not cool enough. You got to get in ahead of time. And and I think that's my takeaway is that the, the, an IPO is more about the founders finally chinging the cash register than it is about you. Yeah. Making billionaires out a of founders. Absolutely. It's a great day for those people. For you, you're about to invest in a company that has no public data, everybody's excited about, and over the next month, who knows what's going to happen. So for me, IPOs are something generally to avoid. Uh, I'm with you, Farnoosh. Avoid the IPO. Wait until there's some data. Then then get in. I mean, Wait for a stock split. <laughs> you know. Right. Wait for some big event or just take all your money and invest it in Party City. I think that's probably the, the takeaway. Glad that we came to that conclusion or, or, or maybe not, but anyway, you've been listening. There, there is uh, this rumor going around Farnoosh that you have this incredible podcast where you talk to this guy, Dr. Hans, the investing tutor and other crazy people. You talk many to Suzanne others. Summers. You talk to Suzanne Summers. Yes. Suzanne Summers, Christy Snow from Three's Company, my favorite show from all time. Yeah. We have a lot of fun over at So Money. You've been on the show talking to interesting people from, you know, obviously investing experts to actors, comedians, entrepreneurs, everybody uh, about their money experiences. We've all had them. And then Fridays, I answer listeners questions on the Ask Farnoosh part of the week. It's a three time a week show, three days per week. And um, it's a lot of fun. And I noticed somebody here, Lisa, or was it Lisa? Or yes. Yeah, it was Lisa. She was listening to my podcast on her phone, got a live alert that I was here with you on YouTube. So here she is. So it's nice to know that our audiences overlap. Follow, follow you around. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I take you on my walks. So it's a, it's, oh, that's nice. It's, it's a good time laughing with Farnoosh and whoever she's on at that time. F speaking of laughing, Farnoosh and I are going to be back tomorrow laughing about, well, maybe not. Th th this is kind of controversial. You've done a great job at work. Everything's going great, but there's this horrible pandemic, 11 million people out of a job. Should you ask for a raise? Uh, one person who writes for USA Today says, no, we might uh, have a different opinion, but you'll have to wait till tomorrow to find out. She's Farnoosh. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow back here at Money with Friends. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam. Done.